This episode is proudly sponsored by William Adams at Legacy Mutual Mortgage. Heather and I always want an amazing lender like William on our team when helping you through the home buying process. For more information about working with William, email him at william.adams at legacymutual.com or give him a call at 903-571-1596. I'm Kaylin. And I'm Heather. And this is We Need Closure. We Need Closure. Always be closing. Hello, I live here. Always be closing. I've never been to your apartment. So real. What else do we need? We need closure. Hey, Heather. Hello. How are you? I'm great. Well, that is just. You know, the weather is actually fantastic right weather now. Outside is weather. Mm-hmm. Yes, it actually is. It puts us in a good mood, doesn't it? Yes. Um, did you do your job this week? I did. Fantastic. Um, How's it going? It's going great. Actually, this week was better than a couple of weeks ago. So I was able to get um, two houses under contract for two different buyers. Hell yeah. So that's really exciting. And now we're, we're in that um, option period. So, you know, it's a roller coaster Absolutely. of trying to get to sweet, sweet pending, but inspections were today. So okay. still hopeful because I haven't, you know. Got the report yeah, back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about you? How was your week? Um, it was good. Like you're saying, we kind of got through all that mayhem of the last couple of weeks and everybody got through it. And I actually closed on a, on a listing today. So Yay, it's God, closing day. felt so good to celebrate. This seller deserves all the good things coming her way. I put a little gift together for her. I took a little video. Well, she's we a good realtor. Because I'm a good realtor. She said she almost cried. Oh, I know. And then we get emotional about it. But yes. no, it was, it's, it's all going well. I got another one closing next week. So no complaints here. Sweet, sweet. You know, what's fun about it today too, is we not only were able to get over the trauma of our last couple of weeks, but we have all these fun topics to talk about today. Because again, like we've said, this is our podcast. We're going to talk about what we want, but it actually has to do with real estate. Yeah, it does. Which is so fun. Yeah. So we today, listener, if you have any interest in this, we, Heather, when you and I started this, we knew that we were going to share real estate stories. We knew we were going to share embarrassing stories about ourselves and have on some great um, guests and things like that. But the other thing that we wanted to touch on was how real estate kind of affects pretty much every aspect of our life. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, we've discovered that you and I both love movies, obviously. Poor listeners had to hear that a few too many times. But what we- We don't like great movies though. (laughs) I think about the movies we mentioned in the Halloween, um, whatever we want to call it. And um, we didn't really mention a lot of actual like, great. No, film. Well-known film. Actually well-done films. I think about that too, because I listen to podcasts that where they actually like film, like actually good movies. And I'm like, I don't want, I don't need this. Casper Haunted Mansion. That's right. But these films I will, I will say are, are great great movies. I will go down with the ship yes. on that one too. I'm, I'm in total agreement. And so what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about some of our favorite real estate that's in some of our favorite movies and is also iconic for a lot of people. Yeah. So let's get into it. Okay. Up first. The Father of the Bride House. Yes. Now I, ha- I have to say we did pull a lot of people. We asked a lot of our Instagram followers mm-hmm. and a lot of people in our brokerage what the most iconic houses were to them and what they would want to know more about. I would argue Father of the Bride was number one. I agree. Across the board. A lot of requests for this yeah. one. Yeah. And um, what's funny is I, I probably mentioned this house 
twice a year or so. Like, in fact, I closed one um, probably three months ago and we all referenced that movie and that this looks like it's a father of the bride house. Yes. Like how many times have you said it's a father of the bride house Absolutely. in quotations? Absolutely. Um, so yeah. Um, and before we get started, cause I really did not know this. I'm not as much into film as Caitlin might be, but evidently Nancy Myers, you know, directed pretty much every one of my favorite movies. And she also is pretty much, you know, most, the majority of our movies that we're going to mention are also hers because I think she, um, it's really important to her, the aesthetic of the yes. house. And I'd argue too, that the house is a character in a lot of her movies. I, like, uh, wow. Like, I'm sorry. Soundbite right there. That's so well said, Heather. And the, I thought about that and had to write you? it down. Yeah. <laughs> this could be an homage to Nancy Myers is yeah. what it comes down to. Cause once we've kind of started looking into this a little bit more, it's like you said, she, it, she takes such good care of the set and how the homes are displayed. And it's probably why it resonates with you and I, because we do see so many houses yeah. and when it is done well, it, I always say this is a special one. Yes. And I think everything she created was so special. What I didn't know when I was researching on this, she loves to show windows and outside in a lot of her houses. And if you look back at the holiday and again, father of the bride and all of these films we're going to talk about, you can see that there are very nicely placed windows all over these sets. Often they're not yes, even real houses. We are going to break some hearts today oh. because a lot of our favorites were not, not houses, not real houses. Okay though. It's all right. So the father of the bride house, Heather, you and I did a little digging to kind of find out a little bit more about this. And I think that what people will be excited to know is that this is a real property. Yes. So this, the father of the bride house that was not only shot from the exterior of the front, but also the interior is actually located in Pasadena. Mm -hmm. I think in the movie, it's in San Marino. Yes. But the property is actually in Pasadena. And then they did use another property kind of down the road, if you will, for the basketball scenes yep, outside. the backyard. Which is so cool and so fun. Yeah. And both are actually houses that Real have been houses. in movies. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I think the most shocking thing that I found out when, on, when doing the research on this thing was there is the family that currently owns this property and bought it several years ago had been looking for a house in Pasadena with their realtor. And they literally said, we want to find a house like the father of the bride house. And a few months went by and this freaking house came on the Can't market. Even believe it. What realtor? I mean, how thrilled was that realtor? I mean, how many, okay, going back to this closing, I had a couple of weeks, months ago, like how many people, I mean, I think I've said it. And you're, what you're yes. also saying is you want the feel of that. Exactly. The father of the bright house. But I can't, it's shocking that that actual house <laughs> was just available. And their realtor was like, do you want it? And I think they offered less than asking price. They did. They, the realtor flat out, which by the way, the I mean, cojones on this realtor, she literally tells them, um, we think that the movie has inflated the price of this home. So we actually all think it's overpriced. You should totally idiot. go in under budget. And oh they gosh. did. And they did. And they got it. They got it. I know. I That's the best story I know. ever. Um, so what comes along with that, though, is that this adorable little family has said that they've had proposals in front of their house. Obviously, any changes that they ever make to it, people kind of freak out. And so I guess they did have to take the white picket fence down at one point, but they were replacing it. And sure enough, they put back up a white picket fence. And if you if you Google map this house, which we will share the address, if you Google map this house, it still has the white picket fence. Mm -hmm. It still has the, it's still white with green shutters. Mm -hmm. It still has Ugh. the, the pathway lined with flowers. 
charming as all get out. Well, and the original the basketball goal still stands in the backyard of the other house a few doors down. Which is so cool too. I know. It is a four bedroom, four bath. It's like 4,400 square feet built in 1913. So... I was so excited to know that this one was a house, is a house. Yes. Um, and they actually filmed inside of they it. They filmed inside of it, which mm-hmm. um, which I think is so funny. Like the line in the movie when George Banks is like, this wedding costs more than the house, which, you know, welcome to the 90s, Mr. Yeah. Banks, because Zillow values the place right now at $3 million. Um you know, I don't know. Which is incredible on a daily basis in this house that I'm going to regret doing this on air, but we say every party has a pooper. That's why we invited you. George (laughs) Boggs. Oh my gosh. Um, The other thing we forgot to mention is that this couple not only bought this house, Heather, they got married in the backyard, just like the movie. I can't get past that this home was just available to them. No, that's blowing my mind. Okay. What a perfect, like, Bermuda Triangle kismet thing. Most people are like, I want a house like Father of the Bride. I'm like, doesn't exist. Okay, here's a (laughs) 2 2 ranch style that you can have for 50 grand over. Well, for $1.5 million. Yeah. That's, uh, that's accurate. Well, that so that made my day learning oh, all that. That is probably my favorite. Well, no, my 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 actual favorite's coming up. So the address for the Father of the Bride house is actually located at eight four three South El Molina Avenue. In the movie, he says it's twenty four Maple Drive in San Marino. Yeah, both very charming addresses, by the way. I know. Okay, so we'll continue the Nancy Myers trip that we're on and lead into my favorite house in a movie. And it was the father's home in the original 1961 Parent Trap movie, the, the Napa Valley, just amazing house. And I will say, not only, obviously I knew that Parent Trap had the original. Actually, that's the one I grew up on with Haley Mills. My mm-hmm. family loved it. I'm a twin. I oh. mentioned it before. So it's kind of special, right? Yeah. This, this was our Why twin movie. Why didn't they movie. pick you guys to actually I, just I'm, do it? We're still waiting on our- Y'all you know, would have been more of the second generation. Yeah, sound. we would have been you better in the second born. movie, but I'm still waiting on, you know, our callback from the full house. Um, oh, You know, yeah. Carly and I would have been perfect twins in that. Yeah. But um, the, the other thing is I didn't realize that father, of the bride had an original movie that also oh, just yes. shows you our age and how much yes. I don't know about film. The original father of the bride film had Spencer Tracy and Elizabeth Taylor. And I believe it was 1951, but fascinating things to learn about all these different movies is that there was an original. And then here we are loving yes. the follow-ups. Yes. But okay. So yeah, parent trap 1961, you know, the, the father has his California ranch house, um, and then the mother is in Boston townhome. Um, so this really did kind of break my heart. The 1961 movie that the dad's house is not real. It was film. It was all a set. Um, it just shows the dedication in film, right? Like, obviously we know that we know what these films have huge budgets, but they built this beautiful ranch style property that's supposed to be set in California. And there were, it was literally just exterior walls. Yeah, there just was a nothing shell of a house. inside. Nothing inside. Um, yeah. The own, the family was actually owned by Disney South of Carmel, um, whatever that means, but the, the, yeah, it was just a shell of a property. And then the scenes were all filmed, I guess, like another location on, on set. set. Okay. I'm sure you looked, it's very disappointing. So sorry for all our listeners, but I'm sure you looked up photos like I did of this. Cause I had to refresh my memory a mm-hmm. little bit. Do you feel like this house still holds up? 
like yes. in present day. Yes, 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 yes. The, I think about that all the time. Like, I am watching a 1961 movie and I'm going, give me that fireplace. I would give move me that into couch. it as is. As is. Right. I will tell you the kitchen dated. Yeah. The bathrooms but dated. But if it came with Jesse or what? <laughs> I don't know what her name is. Jesse. But what was her name in the first Je- one? I don't know. It was. Okay. I think it was Jesse. Was it? Jesse with a J in the first one. And then Jesse in the second one? I don't one? know about Okay. Jesse. We're going to Google that. Find out. Um. But I agree. I agree. Yeah. Obviously, if it came with like someone who lived with the yeah, house. Yeah, I'd get over the kitchen. That's right. But I, I couldn't, I literally looked at this living room. In- Chessie, you're right. Chessie okay. was the housekeeper in the 98 remake. Um, and we're going to find out who it was in the 1961. Yeah. Okay. I felt like this could have been a ranch, Texas ranch style yes. house and the living room would be the same. Yes. That's how I feel. I totally agree. I love it. So sorry to burst everyone's bubbles and break everyone's hearts with that one, but it's not a real house. No. And I didn't really get too much information about the Boston townhome in that one. I think that may have been a set also, because yes. I'm with you. I don't think there were a lot of exteriors, but we do have better news for yes, the new Parent do. Trap movie. Wait, wait, wait. The new one? The new one. <laughs> the one that just came out in 1998. Okay, side note. This is just, okay, because this one had Lindsay Lohan, right? And she she played both. Okay, I was working at a restaurant in college and the people I was serving one day were like, they thought I was Lindsay Lohan. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. And they, the whole time, um, you know, slinging cheeseburgers and, and asking them if they want ketchup, they think I'm Lindsay Lohan. No. I'm not joking. Where and they asked me, I was in College Station, Texas at Why a ch- the hell Cheddar's. Why would Lindsay Lohan be? Cheddar a- Scratch Kitchen, shout out. Um, they asked me, they were like, okay, at the end of it, they're like, we just have to ask. It's like an older couple and their college kid. Like, okay, if you're not Lindsay Lohan, you <laughs> sure look like her. And I was like, I'm not, I am not, I would not be here. But anyway. Is that the one celebrity doppelganger you get? Um, yeah, Lindsay Lohan. I'm trying to think about, I mean, I have actually been in a movie. So sometimes people recognize me from the movie that I was in, which I can tell you about later. It's no big deal. We should talk about that because I've been in a movie too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. McKnight Title is a proud sponsor of the We Need Closure podcast. Heather and I trust McKnight to take our deals from active to sold and handle everything in between. McKnight is proud to be your local Fort Worth owned and operated title company with expertise in title insurance laws and regulations servicing clients in Tarrant, Johnson, and Parker counties. For more information, visit McKnightTitle.com. So the new parent trap, 1998, Lindsay Lohan, the, um, you tell them about the, the London. Okay. Annie's. No, Hallie's house. Which, by the way, you could literally use this name interchangeably. I would forget. Totally. Although I love the film and I'll fi- I would remember while I'm watching no. it. I'm not remembering yes. it right now. No. But okay, the other fun fact I didn't, I just didn't, hadn't put these things together was that in the original, it was in Boston where yes, the mom Yes, I didn't either. And then London. And what a fun take, like I to know. change it with London and the freaking accent. Poor Lindsay Natasha Lohan. Richardson. Oh, RIP. I know. I love her. But um, truly- the, the London home is actually a place also. Mm-hmm. The exterior is at least a place. And that is located at 23 Egerton Terrace in Kensington. I think what I found, I will be honest with you, I found that it was currently worth like 14 million pounds. But I don't know that translation I off don't the top either. of my head. Yeah. Even though that's what it said that it was maybe currently valued at. Um, it Also, I encourage everyone to go ahead and Google map this one because the exterior is absolutely stunning. Yes. Egerton um, Terrace has a rich history. Lawyers, doctors, even official in the Queen's household lived on this exclusive street. 
Um, and it appears that way when you Google map it. Yeah. It looks pretty, it looks pretty high end. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. I know. But the even better thing uh-huh. is, is that in the second film, the father's house was actually filmed at Staglin Family Vineyard in Rutherford, which is in wine country, which is one of my favorite places in the world. And I will tell you, last time I was there, I straight up Googled this to see if I could get a tasting. Again, I get it. It's a movie. It's not going to be the same. Who cares? Yeah. I wanted to go. Unfortunately, they were full that day. But I will tell you right now, we go back pretty often. And the next time I go back, I am 100% doing a tasting here. And I will take a bunch of pictures. I thought you were going to say you you would take me. (laughs) But that's fine. Okay. So I I have to kind of read. Like I have to. I sort of almost like this one just as much, if not more than the first one. Now that I'm thinking about it. I agree. It's so beautiful. And now, now that I know it's real. And a it's vineyard. So be- and also Dennis Quaid. Oh my um, gosh. Hello. Hello. Like I'm just here alone in this beautiful house <laughs> and I'm so nice. And and we didn't, we're not obviously probably not going to talk about this part, but again, the characters in this second oh. film, Meredith, hello. No. Everything's perfect. Everything's absolutely perfect. But we are here to talk about the real estate of this today. And so. we could talk about, you know, Lindsay Lohan's British accent. Like it could I, go on. We could have 19 episodes Academy about this. Academy award-winning 100%. accent there. It did appear at least for the California ranch which we know now is a real vineyard. They did actually film inside it. And again, if you've looked at photos, there is a fireplace that is probably the size of my house Mm -hmm. inside the living room. And again, I don't care that this movie was in 1998. Nancy Myers knows what she's doing. These interiors are flawless and perfect. And I kind of wish that I could just have her come over and help me out a little bit. Yes. It's... I'm it's sure she's much. not busy right now. No, there's no way. Much come out there's lately. nothing going on. She mm-hmm. could totally come here and help us. Mm-hmm. Being as though we're talking about Nancy Myers, we do have to highlight at least, um, and I don't think I have a whole lot of notes in here for you, Heather, but The Holiday, again, mm. another Nancy Myers film, a, a home that I literally still haven't gotten over the interior. Which one? The In The Holiday? Yeah, but there's two. Oh my like God, the you're little so cottage right. you're, you know and what? then her. Duh, both. Yeah, yeah. Both. Which I did learn the cottage was again, unfortunately just oh, an exterior no. shell that they built oh, out I on a piece of land. They just built that for the they movie. They just built that for the movie. I wonder what it's doing now. Probably waiting for us to come and turn yeah. it into an Airbnb. Then the interiors were shot obviously on a set. And then very similarly to Cameron Diaz's property in California, that house, the exterior was being used. It looks a lot different inside. It is like like um, saltillo tile inside, a lot more Spanish style themed or maybe Mediterranean themed. In the real house? In the real house. And then the interior shots that they filmed the holiday was a set and very contemporary and very well done. And they described it as almost kind of modern masculine, which was accurate, I think, for Cameron Diaz's character in that movie. Yes. But also um, like maybe my style. Yes. Like Like I think I found it. I do wonder how, like, what her, does she just bring in this team of interior designers and like, I don't know. It's, she does something different than everybody else. Uh, what, couldn't agree with you because more. Because in one of her other movies, it's complicated. Meryl Streep's having work done on her house and that's where this third, like, Steve Martin characters come in comes to play and he's a contractor and what's just so funny is the house is perfect yes and somebody like on reddit or something was like the fact that this house like needed some renovation or work is hilarious because it was like the most beautiful house ever and of part course. of the whole story is them their plans to renovate and add on and yes like, just love that movie Meryl Streep is what I want to be when you grow up yes full disclosure I haven't seen it okay love it I'm gonna watch it she's got two that I get confused something's no, not something's got to give. Yes, something's got to give and it's complicated. Something's got to give and it's complicated. So one has Diane Keaton also like 
you know, bow down, bow down. And then one has uh, Meryl Streep. So both houses, in my opinion, kind of have the same feel and they're just beautiful. And in fact, the one in It's Complicated, Nancy Myers had said the house in it was an extension of character. Both of those movies, I mean, she's got like, she's writing and it's something's got to give. She's writer and like the windows will be open. It's so breezy. Dreamy. Amazing. I don't know if they were actual houses though. I did want to skip a little bit ahead because you just made comment about Steve Martin being a contractor in that movie. And all I can think about is another famous house, which was Sleepless in Seattle and the boat house or what we're going to call maybe the water house. Mm -hmm. But Tom Hanks character in that is an architect. And then here he does, he goes and moves in this fabulous house on the water. And I think you had found some interesting information about that. Yeah, the houseboat is real. Again, they they shot the interior scenes on a set. But the classic bi-coastal real home sold for $2 million in 2014. Holy moly. So, um, and it looked pretty small to me. Could you live on the water like that? Um, I don't, I think I could probably do it for like a week or two and then then it would kind of wear off because when I get off a boat, I sort of am still a little woozy or a little, I can't get in an elevator without feeling vertigo basically. Like I, I can't, I get car sick. There's no way I'd probably step onto that dock and I would be sick as a dog. There's no like run to target in like a normal (laughs) state. Um, so that would be kind of hard. That'd be really hard. No, I agree. Um, but cheers to Nancy freaking yes. Myers. Um, I know a lot of people have already, you know, known about her and loved everything she's ever done, but doing this deep dive on everything, she's, she's genius. And her style and like just everything about her houses and her movies are like perfection. Exact perfection. Absolutely. So I think the next one we were going to touch on was again, maybe uh, tied for third. As I know. The- I don't know if I'm ready to talk about this. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's do it. The home alone house. Yes. Located in Winnetka, Illinois, mm-hmm. the actual property is okay. Now I want to talk to you about this. I'm finding some conflicting information. Mm-hmm. They did use the exterior of the house for all of the shots. It's an it's an actual house in Winnetka. What we learned from you and I watching the movies that made us on Netflix, which has an entire episode dedicated to Home Alone, mm-hmm. was that they they mainly shot outside, and it snowed one day during filming and it was like towards the beginning. And so they had to actually come in and do that last scene where Kevin runs out in the snow so that they could get that shot. It was like done early on. But I understood they did not shoot in the inside of the house. And some of the other things I read said that they did. Yeah. So what I read you know, again, nobody fact checked up, check us, please. Cause you know, but Just like two girls some, blabbering. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the house that you can, and you can drive when we went to Chicago, we actually looked it up to try to see how, I mean, I'm so glad that you do the same thing on Absolutely. vacation um, to see how far it was. And I can't remember, but we, we didn't go, but you can actually drive by it. Um, and it was, um, it's not too far from Chicago, but it was too far for us to go. <laughs> Probably after some drinks, we're like, hey, would you really want to go? No. I think the actual address is 671 Lincoln Avenue, Winnetka, Illinois. And again, I want to share all these so people can Google yeah. map it and see what they look like now. I know. The house itself is 4,200 square feet, five bedroom, three and a half bath. Nice. Um, so what I read was the kitchen along with the main staircase, the basement, the attic. Most of the first floor landing were filmed in the house. Okay. Those were the only interiors that, that made their way to the big screen. So all the rest of the, the scenes in the McAllister house were either recreated or duplicated on a soundstage built in the gymnasium of the former New Tier Township High School. 
And I think what we also learned a couple things. One, they couldn't get all the big equipment around in the original house. But also think about all the freaking stunts that were happening. Like Macaulay Culkin is throwing down like paint cans and like an iron, a giant iron rod, which where did he even get that? Obviously that's not going to be able to be done. And making a a mess. Yeah. And the family still lived there while they were filming. Yes. Is what I've read. Again, whatever. Who knew? Um, so that, that created the problem of we can't do all these stunts. We also can't, you know, I'm sure they didn't have the technology they have now. Who knows? But um, that Netflix like series is pretty interesting. Absolutely. Um, what I, what I also learned from that one was, and, and Chris Columbus does this in a lot of his, he likes Christmas movies. He's the director and he wanted to make the entire interior red and green. And I have seen this movie no less than 3 million times. And I will tell you, until I heard the Netflix special say that, hey, everything in this house is red and green, I hadn't noticed. And when you go back and look, the wallpaper, the carpet, obviously all the Christmas decorations are going to be red and green. Yes. The curtains, the lamps, the bedding, everything, everything is red and I green. Know. Even like the green, hunter green tiles in the kitchen. Yes. Like they've committed. I mean, and how would you feel if you showed a house like that today? That's what like, I'm saying. This is what I want to talk to you about. Like, here we are loving absolutely every little bit of the I aesthetics know. of this film. And and it does get you in the mood for Christmas. And Hallmark, by the way, is excellent at this. If you go back and if you look at any Hallmark movie, they have gone all in on red and green or whatever theme they're going for for that film. But what if you and I were literally showing a house and it was the red and green wallpaper and the red and green carpet? I mean, we'd be like, um get your contractor ready because we're ripping this crap out. But yet we love it. I know. Well, I think for nostalgia reasons, I would absolutely like just move into that as is. But no, here where I live, like if if I were to go to a listening appointment, it looks like that. I'd be like, okay, well, this will be an investor special, you know, but they did. um, I think from what I understand, they kept it pretty intact. You know, I just feel like if you were to be the ones that actually were the next owners of the house, you couldn't change it too much. This is what I'm saying. These father of the bride people, they have said, hey, we are going to continue to do this home service and justice and things like that. And again, I do think if there's like, if you can lean into that kind of like your flip, right? Like you guys have said it's in the 1960s, 70s. That's when the property was built and you guys are going to lean into it. So nostalgia is big right now. Vintage is big. Let's just lean into it. Or at least I hope that the Home Alone house has still done that. Yes. It sold in 2012. How much do you think it sold for? You may not. You got to tell me. Okay. 1.585 million. That feels like a steal. I know. Maybe because we... (laughs) Live I in know. Texas and sell real estate that's very expensive. It seems like, I mean, obviously I couldn't probably buy it. But I mean, I know I couldn't buy it, but <laughs> but it did in 2021, it popped up on Airbnb. Yes. Um, and I have the website pulled up right now and literally it says $25 a night. The booking is closed though. I think they just, either they're done doing it or they're completely booked out. But if you look it up on Airbnb, the people who did own it, I don't know who owns it right now, but they have brought back in the red and green and like has the wallpaper. Like it's very much similar, like a little bit updated. But, but it's, it is an homage to and the And it's film. the actual house. It like, is amazing. Oh my. How did we miss this? Like I, I think you and I both knew this was going on, but the fact that we haven't dedicated our lives to finding out which homes have gone on Airbnb like this, which I'm going to talk about a few more, yeah. but like, first of all, content for the pod. Hello. I'm sure we can write that off as a business expense. Why aren't we going to stay in these? I think that, I know. I, okay, stop. The $25 I'm, a night. I'm committing it. right now that you and I are going to go do this yes. because the other one that's now on Airbnb and it's going to open any minute now is the Hocus Pocus Cottage. Yes. 
And I need to look up in what town that is at. But that one is also about to come on Airbnb or it's already there, but the booking's about to open. And you can go stay in the Sanderson Sisters Hocus Pocus Cottage. Book our tickets, Heather. I mean, I think it's like 21 bucks a night. Let's go. Let's go. Well, and you mentioned not to, again, we don't have a lot of like um, format to this. So we're skipping all around, I know. But you had mentioned ones that are on Airbnb. And there actually is one for Carrie Bradshaw's apartment from Sex and the City. Which was another big request that people were talking Mm -hmm. about. And I am, okay, again, I'm booking this on Airbnb. I'm going to do it. Or I I can't remember if it's, oh no, the booking period is closed. Okay. $23 a night. I don't get like, I don't understand that. Everyone that we see is like 23 to $25 a night. Do you think? Why are we not doing that? I don't know if that was true, but I don't know. I don't know either, but I will say I have been to the actual location in New York because I am a dork and we happen to be in the West village. And I thought we're too close not to go. Mm -hmm. So I do have the photo in front of the Carrie Bradshaw apartment. I'll share it on Instagram, obviously. Um, But that is only where the exteriors were filmed, as we know. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the interiors were done on a set. Yes. Mm -hmm. One of my also favorite places. I think that one's easier to get to if you are, you know, so a lot of people do that. Like the series from season three to the series finale, her stoop had relocated again to 66 Perry Street. That's the one, the iconic, like that people know. Exactly. And take their selfies at. The I other ones that. are a little bit out in the burbs in the bigger <laughs> cities. So <laughs> yes. people are, it's a little harder to get to, but. They're not um, going for it. Yeah. So did you have any, I know we had some honorable mentions, like obviously the Brady Bunch house. And then um, we had talked about the holiday and Sleepless in Seattle. But do you have any other favorites that when you think of a TV set or apartment or anything, but again, just a dwelling. I mean, I think I think about the houses that were like the sitcoms in the 90s, the Full House, Family yeah. Matters. And now that I'm thinking, and even um, what was the one we talked, Boy, Meets, Boy World, Meets World. Now that I'm thinking about it, they're all the same. They're yeah. all just like, and that must have been how cameras, this is before the off, you know, like yeah. it's just in my mind, it's like three camera guys just staring at a rectangle yeah. that they've made to look like a living room. Oh, absolutely. Um, but so I think my my thoughts of all these being these cute houses. And now I know that the full house in San Francisco is one that you can actually drive by. That's right. Have you been to that I one? I have not been, but Lots I know you can Lots of people do by. that. And the Mrs. Doubtfire, you can drive by that <gasps> one too. And yes, and I've heard a lot of just interesting facts about that one, about when Robin Williams did pass away and how people were like literally throwing flowers up on this poor doctor's (gasps) stoop. And he's like, he doesn't live here. This is the Mrs. Doubtfire house. But what I wanted to bring up with you too, if you look at a lot of these houses, or if you look at a lot of, again, especially the ones from the nineties that you and I both consider kind of iconic to us, there is no open concept as we know, because it's just, that's not the format of life that everyone was in. And I do think now, and again, maybe I should probably, you know, like watch something that was made in this decade but I do think that what a funny idea to be in a totally open concept house like so many of us live in or or that we sell that's not going to work well for a film or a movie or a tv show I know and so it almost has to be done in this way where it was boxy and it was closed off and but again I almost wonder that brings like that feels homey I know it does well this is sort of like a really off the off the radar one but actually my husband and I were talking about it the Royal Tenenbaums um, Wes Anderson film. Um, 
the house there is a real house. Okay. Um, 111 Archer Avenue can be found in Hamilton Heights. It's called the, the Tuttle Mansion, if you will. And the new owners wanted to do some renovations in 2001, but that was put on hold because Wes Anderson actually rented the property <gasps> for six months to film both inside and out. Oh, wow. So it's a private home. And he saw, he's the one that found it. And was like, this is the one. And they were probably, you know, in my mind, they were like, okay, ready for renovations. They have all their contractors set. And I mean, what do you do if Wes Anderson's like, hey, I'm going to bring Gwyneth Paltrow in here. Yeah, you stop everything. You stop everything. So they did. Um, and then after the film, they moved forward with some renovations. But it is very much in the original state and has like a ton of history. But I thought that was interesting that that uh, you may or may not. I've, I've seen the movie. Right. My husband loves it. But I do remember the aesthetic and the feel of it. He yeah. also mentioned Knives Out, the, the yes. house for that. I don't know if that... You know, that kind of feel, which is right. darker and right. not like your Nancy Myers house. Literally the um, opposite. Yeah. I do wonder, and and I know that, you know, we are more than just realtors, but do you ever feel that since you've become a realtor, when you watch anything on TV or, you know, or have any types of interactions, if it's changed your opinion on houses or things like that as a realtor, do you, do you look at it with a different eye? I do. I find my mind wandering to the whole open concept, yes. closed concept, yes. like uh, wallpaper. I'm really drawn to like, you know, wallpaper was huge in the nineties and it's made a comeback. Yes. So I like to play the game in my head secretly. Now that I realize, now that you asked me the question of like, would this wallpaper stand up in today's, like, would you live in this kitchen with this wallpaper? Yes. Or is it totally like that needs, it's a dinosaur. It needs to never come back. Yes. Um, because there are some more like classic wallpapers coming back so wallpapers for sure open concept or not open concept furniture I don't really pay that much attention to but yeah. wallpaper I think is interesting because it was pretty big in the 90s I totally agree my grandparents sold their house that they lived in for and I know that my grandmother listens to this podcast and I'm Aww. trying to remember for how long I ah, Mima, I think it was 50 years, but they lived in the house for a really long time. I actually got to live there as a child. And it, what was so interesting, the selling of that property, the owners actually wanted them to leave a lot of their things. And let's just say that they were not from this decade and they, the owners who were buying it, I want to say they were of like millennial age. They loved that she had a yellow, like velour damask oh, wallpaper see? and that, you know, the, the, um, fireplace was in the dining room and yes. it was not open concept. And it was just so interesting to see those trends come back into play, I guess. Mm -hmm. And that not everybody wants open concept and not everybody wants light, bright and white. Right. Um, and that was something that they thought that it was charming. And well, that, and if you go into urban outfitters, which I have not been into <laughs> one in 15 years, but I feel like because we're like a hundred. Yeah. I can't, I'm, I feel like it's 1970s things in there, which now you'll see some that, you know, some 22 year old clients are like, oh my gosh, like this yellow couch has to stay. Yes. So it is yeah. interesting how it all comes back. Wallpaper is interesting. Well, that was really fun. I loved this. Um, it's too, too much fun. We could talk about this. All yeah. Day. I just, I mean, Nancy Myers. Queen. Shout out queen. Shout out. Let's I'm get her on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just come on. Um, or help us decorate. Know, too. Well, that's quite frankly, we'll do, we'll do an episode. Well, on and that. just one more little house story. Somebody we had mentioned or somebody we were talking to was like, why didn't you mention the Beetlejuice or Beetlejuice? Cause the, the house with that. Oh my God. And we laughed that like, you know, 
some people want the haunted house. Like some yes. people avoid in that movie. It's just funny. It's like the opposite. They were seeking it out. Seeking it out. Exactly. So we are, we're, we're, we've got a lot more exciting topics coming up in the next couple of weeks. And we've got a lot of good submissions. I wanted to mention that if some, if you don't hear your submission on an episode, it's just because we're making sure that they go with the right themes and we're going to make sure that we get them out there in the next couple of weeks, but please keep them coming. You all know where to find us. Thank you for taking this trip down memory lane with us, a little real estate memory lane. I know that we loved it Mm -hmm. and we thank you all so much for listening and we will see you next week. Yes. Bye. Bye. Always be closing. Hello. I live here. Always be closing. I've never been to your apartment. So real. What else do we need?